Can you imagine your wedding day yet? Can you imagine how all the planning you're doing, the hours of work, the money you're spending, how it will all come together? It's probably a little bit blurry. Now, fast forward 10, 20 years later when you sit down to watch your wedding video. Photos look nice on your wall or in an album, but without video, you have no way to actually relive the day years later. So last year on my 21st wedding anniversary, I watched our wedding video and I cried seeing my grandmother, who's since passed away, grab my face, tell me how much she loved me and kiss me on the forehead. A wedding video isn't just a recording. It's a time machine that takes you back to those moments that truly matter. And that is why I'm happy to welcome Shutter and Sound Films as a sponsor of this podcast. Shutter and Sound is a very small group of filmmakers dedicated to turning your big day into a work of art. No matter where you are on the East Coast, they've got you covered. So when you inquire with Shutter and Sound, be sure you mention you heard them on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast because they will include an Instagram clip to your package for free. And that's a $150 value. So check them out on the web at shutterandsound.com. That's shutterandsound.com. Thank you, Shutter and Sound. Hey there, this is Michelle. Just a quick note to say that if you are hearing this, you are not currently on our subscriber feed and will only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to access full episodes of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you are listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just a wedding planner. Tearing it up. Listen. to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, a show for anyone involved in planning a wedding. We want you to learn something valuable and I want you to be entertained at the same time. I want you to have fun. I have fun doing this podcast. When I stop having fun, that's when it ends, people. So we need to keep having fun. And I do. I love it. I love doing this. Welcome to this episode, and at the time of release of this episode, I want to say to everyone that celebrates uh, this holiday, Happy Thanksgiving, and maybe even more, Happy Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Let the shopping commence. And no, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you all um, have a lovely Thanksgiving and that you're very safe and that you enjoy it with your family, friends, family, um, whomever you choose to share your existence with on that day. And speaking of food, I thought this was fitting. 
I thought this was fitting uh, because, you know, we're close to the holidays and we are going to consume a lot of food. But when we are planning our weddings and we send out those invitations and get those RSVPs back, that's when we find out who has a food allergy. And it can sometimes be a bit of a pain in the ass, okay? I'm just going to say it. It can be a pain in the ass when you have one or two people who really, you know, need uh, what you feel might be your extra attention. And at this time of planning, I get it. We're like, oh my, like the, I have so much to do. Uh, now I got to deal with this. Well, yes, my darling, you do have to deal with this because you're having a wedding. You're having a wedding and you're inviting guests and you want those people to celebrate with you. Because if you didn't really care, you, you would elope, right? I mean, the whole reason you're having this celebration, this wedding celebration is to have your people who, who you care about and love surrounding you. And, and some people have a food allergy and, you know, you have to be conscious of the needs of your guests when you are planning a wedding. Now, uh, MP Krause is my guest today. And MP is a recent bride who has a life-threatening food allergy to dairy. Her dairy allergy started about 12 years ago, and she has been navigating a life with severe food restrictions ever since. Her career and her life intersect perfectly as she works as the Senior Director of communi Communications for Food Allergy Research and education, the nation's leading nonprofit funder of food allergy research and advocacy. Um, and they, they use the acronym FAIR, F-A-R-E, for Food Allergy Research and Education. And if you want to check out their website, if you yourself have a food allergy or someone you love, um, it basically the, the website URL is foodallergy.org. On Instagram, it's at foodallergy. So in this episode, uh, we're going to talk about the fact that 32 million Americans have a life-threatening food allergy. That is a lot. Now, I have a food allergy. I cannot consume dairy. I should not, I should say, because my food allergy is an intolerance, right? And anyone with a food allergy where it's life-threatening, that's called anaphylaxis, anaphylaxis. Um, and so when your guests RSVP and they say, you know, dairy, uh, gluten, shellfish, nuts, I want you to take this seriously. And when you're interviewing a caterer, you just want to have a really super quick uh, conversation. Hey, you know, how do you all handle food allergies? And if you, listening right now, know that there is a pretty, you know, major majority of your guests that have food allergies, you definitely want to tackle that discussion with any prospective caterers you are talking to or venues that have in-house catering. Um, and you may even want to ask them, what's the best options in terms of 
um, food service, in your opinion, catering expert, because I have like 12 people that I know have uh, food allergies, in some cases, life-threatening. So, so these are discussions. It, it's as simple as a discussion and, and educating yourself. And that's what we're doing today. Um, it's very important that you're aware of this with your guests. And if you, the marrier, uh, are someone with a food allergy, just as MP was, I mean, MP has a real difficult time eating out and MP had to be extremely cautious with the catering professionals she used for her wedding. So if that's you, this is going to be an amazing episode for you because MP firsthand has uh, experience in planning her own wedding with this uh, life-threatening food allergy that she has. Okay? Um, I think that's about it. I am going to give you some tips, uh, I think around the middle toward the end of the episode of, you know, ways that you can keep track of your guests with food allergies um, from the very start. So enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Love you, love your show. Hi, I'm MP Krause, and I am a newlywed who also has a life-threatening food allergy to dairy. Um, I'm originally from Alexandria, Virginia, lived there for about 30 years, but we now currently reside in White Plains, New York, in Westchester County, about 30 minutes outside of the city. And I'm super excited to talk to you about this and help raise awareness about food allergies and how it affects wedding planning, event planning, and just raising awareness in general. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. And I was literally a P before I started because I'm doing three. I, I batch my recordings. I try to do all recordings on Wednesdays. And today I have three recordings. You're my second. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, I'm like, oh, I, coffee's not doing it. Like I, I need to like jump up and down. I need something. And he handed me one of my favorite dove chocolates, dark chocolate with, oh. with, with almonds. And I was eating it and I was going, Oh, I bet MP can't eat this. <laughs> not. That is so rude to bring that up. It's so rude. <laughs> I know. And you know, technically I, I am not supposed to have dairy, but it's an aversion. It is not an allergy like yours. So while I can have one little square, if I had like five of them, I would be very unhappy and very uncomfortable, but you can't even have one of them. And, and that is what we're here to talk about today, because I just find it absolutely fat. I know a, a lot of people find me annoying when I go to a restaurant and order. Like I'm like, hi, I, I have a dairy allergy that actually means no lactose, which means I can't have butter. I can't have cheese. I can't have cream. I can't have milk. So the waiters are always, some waiters are like, oh, got you. And some are like, mm, let me check with the chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's annoying. It's annoying. But in your case, it is life or death sitch. Like this is legit serious. And there are so many people out there like this. And there's so much to unpack here. So I'm really happy that you all got in contact with me because I know that every time I plan a wedding, that is always one of the biggest questions on the, you know, RSVP card. Are there any food allergies? And nine times out of 10, it's not a real allergy. It's an aversion, but yours is a legit allergy. So tell us more. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, it, you know, I like to call it a medically high maintenance <clears throat> whenever I go to a restaurant, because I do feel very irritating to like two servers about my special requests, because it's like, as soon as I say the word epi injector, they're like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're going to, you like legitimately cannot breathe. I'm like, yeah, I know awful. Um, but you know, saying I grew up my whole life eating cheese and milk and everything to not have this dairy allergy until about 12 years ago. So I am like a super unusual case because typically dairy allergies start as a child and most likely, well, not most likely, but in many cases, children will outgrow the allergy. But when you're older, like myself, um, it will typically stay with an adult for their entire lives. So I'm super fortunate that like I miss Manchego cheese and Cadbury cream eggs and all the Dove chocolates of the world, but it is what it is. And, you know, my health is actually really great. My cholesterol is really great because yeah. I have no, no dairy products in my system whatsoever. Um, you know, the allergy started off as, you know, just typical, if you want to hear this, yeah. um, started off with like some GI issues yeah. and I knew something was wrong. Like you just got to be your own advocate because this it something was off. Yeah. And I went to several doctors, um, got tested for various things, um, had a lovely colonoscopy. So Ooh. that's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing was wrong with me in that regard. Um, but then, you know, I looked at one of my allergy tests because I had gone to an allergist in the DC area, well-renowned, well-known. And what he failed to do was actually read the report and I didn't even read the report because I didn't know. And it actually flagged that I had an, an allergy to dairy milk. And I was like, well, that's weird. So I went online and started researching as one does. And sure enough, all of my symptoms corresponded with the dairy allergy. So I took that report and went to another allergist and I was like, I need some help because this is an issue. Sure enough, they tested me more. They did the skin test. They did the blood work. All of that confirmed that mine was a very severe allergy to dairy. So severe that like, I can't even have like goat's milk mm. along those lines. So some people can have goat's milk or yeah. I don't know, camel milk. I don't even know, but yeah. I, there's a super similar enzyme between all of those that I can't have anything. So, um, Ever since then, I have had to completely eradicate dairy from my diet. Um, it goes from ob the obvious milk, butter, cheese, all the way down to whey, you know, mm -hmm. like in all the protein yeah. shapes, it's an additive and everything. Um, you've got caramel color even. Um, that will not cause my throat to close, but it will cause me to get red and I overheat. Um, and that is found in like every single soda, except for like the sprites of the world. Ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to read it in all of the ingredients. Um, I had to actually get readers because of my allergy, because with the ingredient list on the back of everything, you have to just read every single little line. I'm a horror to shop with when I go to the grocery store, cause it takes me forever. Yeah. Um, cause one thing that also, um, you always have to look for is like, just because the recipe was one way, one time does not mean that they've changed. They haven't changed it. Um, yes. So I've had that happen to me too, where I thought I was safe eating, um, like a chocolate covered espresso bean, like dark chocolate, no milk whatsoever, pure cow. 
And I just happened to read the recipe for it the next time. And they had changed manufacturers of it and had included whey in the, um, in the ingredient list. So that is so, so you can't count on anything. Like you have to constantly have your uh, feelers out, your red flags. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be so vigilant and like the anxiety that food allergy patients have is unreal just because you're constantly worried. And I'm a grown woman. Like I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a parent with a child with the same kind of allergy, like not having control over the situation. Like if they're at school or something, it's just, it's a, it's an anxiety ridden problem to have. <laughs> so MP, when you go to a, does it even make sense for you to go out and eat at a restaurant? <laughs> I mean, some would say no, because it is so challenging and you just have a high level of anxiety, but I don't want to not live life. You can't just hide away at home and only yeah. cook for yourself. Um, you just got to research the restaurant. You have to have to have a sense of comfort there and security there. Um, even for instance, last night, my husband and I, we went to dinner at a local place in white plains and we've gone there before had a very good experience there. The servers are very attentive, um, specifically to me with my allergy and they understood immediately. And last night had this same level of experience. It was wonderful, you know, even down to like the bread, they don't bake the bread there on site. So he was like, I'm not hundred percent sure if there's milk in it. I was like, I appreciate you saying that. I will not, I will not eat it. Yeah. What do you order? um, (laughs) I'm so curious. Yeah, I know. So like a lot of meat, um, Uh I am a meat eater for sure. Um, a lot of veggies, salads, um, I will do a gluten-free pasta if, uh, it does not have dairy in it. Yeah. Um, Cause I also have the gluten intolerance too. So on top of it, tying that in, it's, it's very fun. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's a lot of, I mean, it's pretty healthy. You would think I should be like a size zero or something, but you know, like we all do, it's like, I overeat the good food that I actually enjoy. So <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you could make up with it, make up for it in other ways. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when we had our onboarding call, so so by the way, you, you got married just a few months ago. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Actually today is your three month anniversary. Wait, two months. (gasps) It is. I remembered for you. (gasps) Thank you. What has he done for me today? I need, I need something. I need, I need presents. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What have you done for him? (laughs) I made him a smoothie for breakfast. (laughs) Oh, okay. Perfect. Great. Dairy free. Exactly. Um, so when we were on our onboarding call, so not only are you a newlywed and you, and you had to go through this process and this is what brought you to me to the podcast, uh, when planning your wedding, but you also work for foodallergy.org. Is that right? Is that the name of the yeah. It's yeah. food, food allergy research and education? I'm actually their senior director of communications and talk about like a perfect job for right. me. Oh my God. Like so the stars perfect. aligned just yeah. absolutely. And you told me that there are 32 million Americans mm-hmm. that have life-threatening food allergies, 32 yeah. million Americans alone. I know. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you know, someone, we all know someone, you now know me, if you don't know someone already, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like the seven degrees of separation. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, if you're not affected by it, someone else, you know, is affected by it. Um, In the school system, there's at least a handful of kids. Mm -hmm. And so teachers, cafeteria staff are affected by it. Office staff, when you're an adult, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a crazy number. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I used to work at a, um, a startup in, in Silicon Valley and I would, I got to, I had the fun job of like making everybody in the office happy and, you know, doing, you know, all of our outings, all of our drinks that we went out to all of our parties, stocking the kitchen with the snacks, you know, mm-hmm. making sure ha- ordering lunch every day, uh, you know, and I remember dealing with food, what we called allergies, but again, they were aversions, but getting back to this is you were recently married. You actually had your COVID micro wedding in October of 2021, and there were 10 people present. It was in your parents' home, correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. And then later, May 13th, 2022, (laughs) you had your big wedding with a hundred people in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yes. And talk to us for anyone listening who has a food allergy um, that might be starting this journey. I want you to give the main points, the biggest tips to another bride or groom out there planning who has a food allergy or knows somebody in their family that's close to them that has a food allergy, what would you tell them? Well, I mean, I would tell them good luck in the planning process. It, it definitely adds a level of stress um, to the planning process, but I feel like someone with anaphylaxis, you know, we're, we're used to dealing with that level of stress Now, granted, add in wedding planning on top of that, that escalates it. But, you know, like when I was looking at venues, for instance, I had very specific questions about the catering staff. Is it on-site catering? Do I need to hire out people? Do I need to, like, is your pastry chef internal or is it an external one? If my wedding obviously was a destination wedding. And so I did not know the local bakeries or any of that. So that was, that would have been a hard road to navigate also. Um, But it really is asking those specific questions. One, have they done a wedding for someone with severe food allergies? And two, what did that look like? Like, what was, was it successful? Did someone end up in the hospital? Did you have to use an EpiPen? All of that kind of, those kinds of questions. Um, You would also just look online for reviews. You know, people will post online about their experiences at certain venues, you know, oh, you know, the bathrooms were horrible or whatever, or, you know, they didn't cater to my son's peanut allergy. So look for specifics on that. Um, And you also just really have to trust your gut. I feel like a lot of us do that Um, just because if we know something doesn't feel right, um, it goes back to women's intuition. Um, I feel like you got to listen to your gut. A lot of times um, I ended up going with a resort down in Williamsburg it's Williamsburg Inn. it's a lovely facility, five star all the way. Um, well-respected, well-known. I had a, an extremely high level of comfort there. Um, they had done weddings for people with food allergies. Um, they had not yet had a bride, 
with that had anaphylaxis. So I was a first case for them for that. Um, but because of that, you know, in the tasting, I basically sat down for a full hour, hour and a half, two hours with the executive chef, with the sous chef, with the head pastry chef, um, talking about all the ingredients and how they went about cooking and preparing. And obviously they're trained to work with people with food allergies to the point of, you know, they cook separately the dishes, like for me versus other people. So at our tasting, for instance, my husband's meal was prepared in a separate pan than mine was. So he could have butter. I can't. Um, the pastry chef, when she came out, we were talking about obviously the dairy-free, but also the gluten-free. She mentioned to me, because I tasted the icing and it was phenomenal. And it made my alarm bells go off because I'm like, this scared. I was scared. I was like, I don't believe this. I just don't. Okay, if you'd like to continue listening to this episode, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider becoming a subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise.